Welcome back to Bereshit. In the beginning, a commentary to the book of Genesis. Are you being blessed by this new season of the Michael Lawson Speaks podcast? I certainly hope so. Well, here we are at episode 12, where we were going to cover verses 14 through 19 in chapter 3, because we just finished with verse 13 in the last episode. So these next verses for you and me as believers are everything. If you recall that I mentioned in the first episode that this podcast commentary, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm using the NASB version of the Bible, and in that version, they title this chapter three as the fall of mankind. But it fails to title, in my opinion, the most important section that we are going to cover, which is found in verse 15. So, let's get started with verses 14 through 19. We're going to start with 14, do some commentary, and go into the verses in commentary. So, verse 14. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all the livestock and more than any animal of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Now, if you are not following along, so if this is, you just jumped in, this is your first time listening, Um, That verse is completely out of context, so you need to go back and listen to uh, the previous episode, which would be uh, 11. So don't jump in here, and I would encourage you not to jump in anywhere in any of the episodes. You must start at episode one for any of this to make sense. So let me think I should do here. Let me finish with, go back to verse, <clears throat> um, verses 11 and 13 from the previous episode, so this can kind of flow a little bit better. So in verses 11 through 13, it says, And he said, God, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, <clears throat> excuse me. The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me some of the fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. This is what I call the blame game, right? One person's blaming the next and that person's blaming the next and so on it goes. So now when we get to verse 14, God says this, then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you more than all the livestock and more than any animal of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. So, 
Let's talk about the punishment. So God's punishment of the serpent is so severe that it is cursed to be on its belly, forcing it to eat dust. Now, according to my understanding, the serpent didn't start out slithering on its belly as many artists have rendered over the centuries. Based on my reading of the passage, that didn't happen until after the curse and not before. Which makes me wonder if this animal walked on two legs, four legs, or something completely different. We don't know. Whatever the case may be, it is again one of those areas where the Bible does not tell us and it isn't that important to the message. Right? So we don't want to get carried away in that and create imagery out of something that the Bible just is not telling us. So let's pick up in verse 15. And this is where it is so vitally important for you and me as believers. And I will make enemies of you and the woman and of your offspring and her descendant. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. So why is this first so important for you and me as believers? Well, <clears throat> this has to be one of the most important pieces of scripture anywhere. Because here we are introduced to God's plan of salvation. After punishing the serpent, God immediately informs the man, the woman, and the serpent that he will make enemies of the offspring of the serpent and the woman's descendant. Now you'll have to grab your Bibles to see this, but notice the word descendant is capitalized and singular. He goes on to say that the descendant of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and that the serpent will bruise him. Notice him is capitalized and is singular. The descendant God is referring to is, of course, as all commentators, religious leaders agree, is the Messiah. Where the two camps differ is on the person, who the Messiah is. I believe, and there are too many scriptures to mention, that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah. Hamashiach. And the bruising on the head of the serpent is the blow the serpent received when the descendant, capital D, rose from the dead after the serpent bruised him on the heel when he was crucified. Now there's a lot to unpack right there. So first, we went, you know, beyond what the scripture revealed to us right now, but as believers, when we look forward, we can see this playing out. But could we see this playing out at the time? Absolutely not. That's why it's prophetic. Right? So we have the luxury of having the complete 
Bible to see the what um, God is referring to, but that wasn't available at that time. Do your research, prayerfully consider these scriptures, and the Holy Spirit will reveal them to you. Let's pick up in verse 16. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you shall deliver children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Okay, notice the order. God addressed the man first, who he gave the command to, and then the woman followed by punishing the serpent first, and now then the woman saying the man, saving the man for last. The Bible often refers to measure for measure when meeting out punishment, and this is no different. The woman thought that God was somehow holding back and not being truthful, which means that she would then question everything else. Therefore, her punishment would be that her childbirth would be very painful, and since she didn't fully trust God, she would now want the position of headship that her husband has, but he would rule over her. They were created as equals, even though the man came first chronologically. They were one flesh. But now the man would rule over her as she desires his position. Now, if any of that is confusing, we can get into that later. But um, the Bible is very clear in what it just spelled out, right? We're not supposed to be lauding things or power or position over our spouse because we are created equal as one, but there is a headship. Let's continue in verses 17 through 19. Then to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. With hard labor you shall eat from it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, yet you shall eat the plants of the field." By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So let's turn our attention to the man's punishment. Before we get to the man's punishment, let's not forget that he was there during the conversation between the serpent and his wife. There are are so many things wrong with what happened from a husband-leader perspective, it's hard to know where to start. First, God told him directly, and it is surprising that the man didn't correct his wife when she told the serpent that they couldn't even touch the tree, or better yet, 
step in and say, why are you even talking to my wife? The man failed in his duty as a husband and a leader. He had the opportunity to step in and say, God didn't say we couldn't touch any tree. He said we can't eat from a very specific tree or even... God said we could eat from any tree in the garden except that one, because if we do, we will certainly die. Why would we want to eat from this one tree when we have all these other trees to choose from, which is more than enough to supply our every need? Or, why are we even questioning God? You see, but he didn't do any of that right, to correct with what God actually said, to examine the the reality rather than thinking God is holding back. His punishment is measure for measure because what was once easy will now be hard the rest of his life because he chose to listen to his wife instead of his creator, God. So there you have it. Until next time. Yevarechacha Adonai vayishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai pana velecha vihuneka. Yisa Adonai pana velecha veyasim lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. Shalom. Thank you.